0: Welcome to She Takes On Corporate, the podcast that empowers females to explore their untapped potential and drive their careers forward. You're joining your hosts, Nicole and Amundee. Welcome to this week's episode of She Takes On Corporate. Leadership is a skill that you can start practicing and developing at any stage of your career, no matter what your role or responsibilities are. So in today's episode we interview Ellen Hooper, who is the director of The Growth Collective, a company focused on training and developing leaders across all levels of their career. Ellen has had a range of experience throughout her career. Ellen has advised both individuals and businesses in private and public sectors, the education industry, non-for-profits, and also advising major multinationals as an employment lawyer and HR practitioner. Ellen has had such an impressive career and we really admire the fact that she's so passionate about helping others and in particular women to grow as leaders in the workplace. So today Ellen shares a whole lot of her knowledge and resources with us So be sure to check out the links in the description for the growth collective and other resources we discuss so before we introduce alan here is our productivity hack for the day
1: when we start tracking and auditing our habits we will face the reality of how much time we're spending doing certain tasks in our lives and it will actually help us manage our time a lot better so for me I personally need to do this to stop myself from scrolling on TikTok all the time. So what I mean by treating it like a game is that, you know, we often see goal setting, building habits as more, more of a serious way. But if we can view it from a more fun, playful perspective, it actually encourages you to keep going with your goals. So it's exciting to be going from, you know, like your day in one level, treating it like a level and then jumping it jumping into the next level like a game and i think when it comes to goal setting and being more productive it's all about perspective if we see tracking as too much work then it will be too much work but if you just treat every task like a game and you move on to a new level every day then it's more exciting you tend to bring that fun back in and it's not as serious anymore. So you get to create those different rules, different levels. It's your game. You get to do it however you want to do it. So if you give this productivity hack a go, please share your experience with us
0: on Instagram. Awesome. So to begin with, Alan, what would you say are the key qualities and attributes that would define a successful leader? And particularly for young women who are starting
2: out their careers. I think what's really interesting about leadership is there's no one personality type that's best suited to leadership. Both in my personal experience, and I think research mm. is telling us that more and more, um, I think we often think of the leaders that we've seen before. And so... Sometimes we think that someone who's really charismatic or someone who's really um, decisive. And I think particularly for women, we can allocate quite a lot of, I guess, more traditionally masculine aspects or attributes um, of leadership. But really our philosophy of leadership at the Growth Collective is knowing yourself really well and using your strengths and skills to lead in a way that's really authentic. Uh, so I, th- I think when I think about um, leadership skills, there's a really important foundation in self-awareness. So knowing yourself well, knowing your strengths well, knowing your preferences really well. And then the harder thing to do, the kind of lifetime learning, I think, of leadership is about truly believing that people who do things differently have a lot to bring. I think that's a real challenge for us. Like, Like really... That going from kind of conceptually understanding that idea to truly believing that someone who works really differently from, from me can really compliment me, can really bring something to a problem that we can all solve together. And then um, working that muscle of adjusting style to get the best out of people with different preferences and different skills.
0: I really like what you said about how all of our strengths also have the shadow, which can be a weakness, right? Because I remember one of my colleagues went on this leadership development course, and he's someone who tends to be very quiet in the office. Um, he's very introverted, and he never saw himself as a leader, but on that course, he realized that, hey, being introverted is something that people don't tend to think of as leadership but the other side of that is he tends to be a really good critical thinker. He tends to hear or pick up things that the other people who are speaking don't listen to. Um, and that there was actually this whole other side of it, which was a big strength in leadership.
2: Yeah, there's um, Susan Cain's written a really beautiful um, book called Quiet, which is the power of the introvert. Um, which I don't relate to at all. But, uh, it, you know, it, it, yeah, there's definitely... S- um, there's definitely something that each of us brings uh, to leadership. Alan, so you spoke
0: about self-awareness being really important for developing your leadership skills a little earlier on in the episode. Do you have any practical ways that
2: we can work to develop that skill? Totally. So there's so many great resources and a lot of them are free out there. So I really recommend um, the High Five Strengths text that you can Google. Ah, it's free. Okay. Um, it's based on the Gallup Clifton Strengths, which also they have a really good Instagram account, actually, that I like to follow. Um, and I th- think from memory as well, you can um, upgrade for like 50, $50 or something, not not incredibly expensive to get a more detailed report. So that's really useful. Um, and also the VR, VIA Strengths Test is another really good quality free Um, strength test as well and then the other thing that's really useful is to ask other people what they notice about you um Mm -hmm. and people that you feel uh safe with and I I think particularly early in your career you know if you are lucky enough to be in a graduate group that can be a really good thing to ask um peers and colleagues and also mentors you know and I think the question how do I show up um and what, what do you notice is um, my key strengths? Or maybe how do you describe my leadership style? Because we we do really demonstrate leadership skills at every level in an organisation. And then that really good question, what's holding me back?
1: We love that you touched on asking people and what they think your strengths are and where you could grow. Because that's something Nicole and I talk about often. It's like such an easy way to start figuring out what your strengths are if you don't want to do all these tests and spend time um, you know doing all these extra stuff you can literally just ask the person hey like what do you think my strengths are and I mean we talked about this we've talked about this in quite a few episodes where we say that if you want to get to know yourself literally the easiest way you can do that is ask the people around you what they associate with you and then go from there
2: Absolutely. The, um, Simon, Simon Sinek, um, who's uh, the author of many books, but he's got a great book called Start With Why, he has a free downloadable on his website. I think it's called The Friends Test, but that's got some questions that you should ask your friends to help you kind of get a sense of what your purpose is, which I think is really useful. And another really quick and easy exercise, a personal branding one, is asking five people to share with you five words. Um, that comes mm-hmm. to mind. And that that's a nice light, um, you know, it, it can be hard to kind of decide who are we going to ask for this information and what will their take on, you know, on, on spending time giving us those kind yeah. of observations be. But that's like kind of a nice quick and easy one. And you can see, I like to do that across different areas of life to see if your, how you show up in your kind of friendship circles and families, you know, is that different to to how people perceive your work and, and what is our main fear.
1: I loved how you said to, you know, choose the people that you want to get feedback from because obviously the feedback that you will get from your mum is very different <laughs> to the feedback that you will get from a person you work with at work because obviously your mum is a fan of everything you do. <laughs> and you know, if you ask people like your manager, they might be a bit more upfront as to the skills and the areas that you can grow in and how you can better your personal brand.
2: Yeah, and I hear from a lot of people um, that it's... that they have an experience of not getting a lot of feedback at work, that sometimes that will um, show up for them, that they just don't really know how they're going and often that will be um, a leader who's really busy, maybe a leader who's not particularly well-trained, um. Or, you know, a leader who doesn't value that for themselves and therefore doesn't, you know, think that it's important uh, for others. So if you're finding it hard to get feedback at work, I think the trick with that is being really specific about the feedback you're looking for. So could you give me some feedback on my communication style? Um, it's probably a question that's going to get you more detailed information than could you give me some feedback or how, you know, how am I going has the, it's like, how are you? <laughs> we say, I'm good, <laughs> you know, and the, the, when we ask broad questions, I think it can be hard for, for people to, to give us really um, clear feedback. So there's a really great uh, resource uh, through HBR, so the Harvard Business Review there's a cool um, series called Christine versus Work. And she has a nice little 10 minute video on asking for and actioning feedback, which is really useful. So she talks about, you know, saying to someone, I'd really like some feedback from you. I'd love it. some feedback for you about how I'm communicating. So being really specific, but mm-hmm. also signposting, could we do that next week? So giving someone some time to think about that feedback, setting up the specific time for it, you tend to get more useful information.
1: Ellen, I think you've already kind of touched on this, but just to go over it once more time, um, most of our listeners are in the first five years of their careers and are progressing towards more of those manager roles. So what are the steps we can take to develop our leadership skills before being in more of a leadership role?
2: Yeah, that's a really great question um, that we get asked a lot, and I think the trick to that is really breaking down what leadership is at a skill level. Uh, and at the Growth Collective, we run our leadership fundamentals training program for people who are already in leadership positions. But we have a really useful model of the skills uh, that we think every leader needs, which I'll take you through. But the reason I want to tell you about those skills is when you're in that um, position of wanting to land your first leadership role but not having had the opportunity to do that yet, um, one of my biggest tips is starting to practice those skills, looking for opportunities to practice those skills in the role that you're currently in because almost everywhere, eventually at some point you're going to be in an interview process where you're going to have to convince someone through an interview process that you are ready um, to take on that next role, and and most of us having gone through interview processes know that behavioural interview questions, those questions of "tell me about a time that," are kind of really common. So you want to kind of be collecting examples, real examples that you can um, stand behind and feel confident in. You know, so you can say when they say "tell me about a time where you've given feedback" or "tell me about a time when you've um, helped develop." on skills, you can actually answer those questions. So we think the key skills that every leader has is self-awareness and communication, setting goals and providing people with context, setting clear expectations, giving feedback, holding people to account and developing people and talent. Now, in most of your roles, as you kind of progress through your career, you do have opportunities to set goals and set expectations with stakeholders or with people more junior to you. You usually have opportunities to give feedback in lots of different directions. And there's usually often opportunities to help develop people in informal ways. So, you know, developing mentor relationships, whether that's kind of cross-functionally in your organisation. So someone might want to grow the skills that you have even if they're at the same level or even more senior to you, or you'll probably be at that point in your career where you actually can develop and mentor um, people who are more junior to you. So there's lots of opportunities to practice those skills uh, in your current role. And I think that's, yeah, a a really good way to move towards that first leadership role. I do think the two hardest points in your career, uh, that first grad job's hard, like I think that first grad job's hard to land. Like if you just think of the kind of data about that, you know, if there's lots and lots yep. of people and not a lot of opportunities, and then I do think that the um the kind of um next quantum leap in careers is that first leadership role, because at some point, you know, we love hiring people who have done exactly what you know the role before. <laughs> <laughs> which is really a silly system because that's normally what pe- not what people are looking for in terms of um, wanting to grow, um, but it's finding, finding those opportunities to practice those skills. First, so it's not a shock actually when you move into your first leadership role. I mean, I think leadership's a lot like parenting in that we all watch it a lot you know, I think we've most of us have ideas about the type of leaders that we would want to be, and we look at our leaders and we think, "I would do that differently," or, or "I could do that better." Um, but you know, like everything, the gap between theory and practice is pretty massive, um, and so practicing those skills in your current role can also just set you up for success when you when you when you do get to step into that first leadership role.
0: So I think in corporate, we often see a lot of our managers and people in their leadership positions are at a later stage in their career. Um, But it does seem, at least um, in our company, that the landscape does seem to be changing and younger people are progressing much faster into these positions now. So on that, as a young person stepping into a leadership role, how can we find the right balance between being assertive and being collaborative and being confident but not too overconfident?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you'll be unsurprised that I think it's really important to invest in some good quality training when you step into your first leadership role. (laughs) Um, And I'm always surprised at how few organisations have really good structural and um, systematic ways that they support new leaders to develop those Mm -hmm. skills so i think that's that's really important And, and if that's not something your organization does uh particularly well i'd really encourage you to to seek out um you know your own options um to to feel really supported in in developing those skills um whether that's just but with resources or books, or you can of course come and um, join us on one of our training programs. I think there's a <laughs> I think there's something specific about being a young leader, and that's definitely been my experience of leadership. I think particularly earlier in our careers, we have this real feeling that, I mean, fake it to make such common advice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and there's kind of I I think the um the intention behind that of. Try things, you know, but we'll never be perfectly ready. Um, mm-hmm. We'll never be perfectly confident. And we, we do need to learn by doing is, is really useful. But I think that, you know, talking about strengths and shadow sides, the shadow side of this, I have to pretend. Um, If I don't pretend that I know exactly what I'm doing right now, then... um you know, I'm not going to have the credibility as a leader or not. I'm not going to, you know, people aren't going to take me seriously or, or whatever it is that we think that does really hold us back from yeah, working with, with our teams and, and using them as supports rather than kind of creating, um, I guess, more competitive dynamics. I think that's one of the things that's really yeah. easy to, to show up first-time leader and particularly as a young um, first-time leader. Because, I, I, you know, you're probably not very good at it. Like I wasn't very good at it at the start. Like <laughs> just like when we start as graduates, you know, skills take um, practice. And I, I think those discussions can, can be really healthy and functional. I really, really love that because I've
0: never actually heard someone say that before. And I think a lot of us suffer from perfectionism and setting unrealistic expectations for ourselves. And I think as someone who's a mentor or a leader, you can sometimes feel like you have to appear perfect to your team because you're the person leading them or you're the person mentoring them, but actually bringing them into the picture and asking them for advice or asking them for feedback, I feel like that would just break down so many walls and probably help other people
2: progress into those positions as well right and it is a real dance holding you know giving Mm. people clear information about what you need from them you know the right level of feedback is so individual in a way you know we talk a lot in leadership um, fundamentals about that balance between learning and accountability because we want to be safe as a leader we want people to be able to make mistakes because that's how they learn but we also don't want it to be a free-for-all because if it doesn't matter if I do a good job or a bad job, you know, then what's the point? Um, And that kind of tension in motivation of holding people to account and also helping them learn, I I think that's actually really different for for every individual. Um, I think that's kind of a lifelong leadership lesson. So um, I think if we close ourselves off too much as, as leaders, Um, often that kind of fake it to make it, you know, like I am the leader and I need you to listen to me. And um, those things are true and important, but it actually, as leaders, we need lots of feedback from our people as well. Um, And that's, I think that's one of the parts of really sophisticated leadership is being able to open up really good lines of communication so that you're actually hearing from your people about what's working for them individually and what's working for the team collectively.
1: Mm. Um I love how you touched on the communication side because one of the biggest things I've learned on the grad program about communication is that communication is not about you, it's about communicating in a way <laughs> that people understand what you're saying. So that means in every situation you have to adjust your communication style to the audience that you're presenting to. So for example, if you're talking to the tech team, they probably want just clear-cut solutions. They don't want to know the story or anything. They just want you to tell them <laughs> what you want from them. So in their situation, you have to speak in their language. Compared to when you're talking to the marketing team, they want to hear how you got started with this process, you know? So you kind of just have to learn the whole art of communication. And I think that's one of the greatest qualities that I would say links to leadership.
2: Yeah. It's really interesting that you mentioned that. Um, And I'll send you a commission later for this, but when we were developing our emerging leaders program, you know, we were really thinking about, well, what do we hear from senior leaders about what they're looking for in people, from people at that mid career stage? Um, and absolutely what you just outlined about that ability to adjust communication and think about things holistically and strategically um is often what what people are looking for because it's showing it's showing them that you are ready to move beyond your technical skill set and we talk about okay. that a lot as holistic thinking or strategic um, problem solving so Uh, We run a strategic communication program, which really focuses on that. And it's so interesting because when I reflect on kind of traditional education through schooling and university, you know, there's lots and lots of teaching around, you know, written and verbal communication skills. And then we, you know, then we get obsessed with presenting and presentation skills, like as a corporate skill, which are all really important, but not many of us have ever been taught to listen. I
1: think talking from a young person's perspective, if you really want to push your idea or you want to communicate something to the people around you, I think learning how to communicate early on in your career is such an important thing. It's learning about how other people around you communicate because when you have to present why you deserve the next role to a leader in your organisation and you understand that they work on numbers they want to be presented with facts then you will prepare your presentation your business case based off that but if you know that the leader that you're speaking to wants to know about your journey and how that's impacted you then you will change your communication style based off that and that's how i feel like you can really push across your ideas not about okay i just need to make sure that i can speak clearly and i mean those are really important key steps but how is that influencing the other person, you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And then we think when we think about businesses or organizations more generally, so whether you're um, selling something for profit or you're working in um, a not-for-profit, that's the ultimate skill at the end of the day because we need to convince the end user mm. that the thing that we have is useful for them. Um or the policy that we have, you know, should be changed at a parliamentary level or, um, you know, the service that we're offering should be funded by government or by others. Like it, it, that's kind of, that's the core skill of, of really all organisations. So if, if you can do that on a micro level as well, um, it's just really the start of that kind of commercial or business, business acumen that's so critical whether you're working in a for-profit space or not.
1: Before we wrap up, Alan, let's quickly touch on some of the resources that can help leaders in their journey. So we are aware that you have a free resource on the Growth Collective about developing leadership skills. And we know that you also have the Emerging Leaders course that you offer. So we will put all the links in the description below for anyone listening, but... Ellen, could you quickly share some details on these resources?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we share lots of um, content and advice and tips on work in general, on building skills um, for leaders and not leaders in the workplace uh, on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. So you can find us at Growth Collective AU on all of those platforms and um, We also have information about the two public programs that we run. So our Leadership Fundamentals Program and also our Strategic Communications Program, which we run both in person here in Australia uh, and then also virtually as well um, on our website. So that's www.growthcollective.com.au. And we absolutely love coming into organisations and spending time with you know, whole cohorts in organizations. We've been lucky enough to do some work with um, some graduates as well in different industries. So if your workplace is um, looking to for some training, we we're, we're always really happy and, and love to to work with you on those things as well. Awesome.
0: Thank you for sharing that. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast today, Alan. We know that our listeners are going to gain so much from your expertise today um, and I am really excited to hear what feedback they have. Um, So if you're listening, definitely check out the links in our description. Check out Ellen's page, Growth Collective and the courses that she offers as well. Thank you so much, Ellen. You are so welcome. Thanks, guys. We
1: hope you enjoyed today's episode. Share with us on our Instagram page which tip you're going to take away. Disclaimer, the content in this podcast discussed today
0: is for educational purposes only. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram, She Takes On Corporate.